Ah, here we go. A little bit of a beat, a little bit of feel good, and a little bit of skip happens, and a whole lot of the official Country Music Fan Club. Hello, everybody. It's Skip Clark, your host, and uh, right down there is Deb Lamphere. She is the... That's my phone. Or is that your phone? I'll shut that off. No, that was mine. I ah, was in trouble again. She, uh, Deb, Deb is the uh, president and founder of the Country Music Fan Club. And, of course, uh, several times throughout the week, we have a lot of artists on, some of the well-established artists, and a whole lot of the newer artists. For example, am I pointing mm-hmm. the right way? Because you got to yes, do Yes, you are. Oh, wait. I don't know if I am. I can't point. You did it. You did it. Yep. AC Jones, everybody. AC, well, how are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me on tonight. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing very well. It's cold. I can tell you that much here in the Northeast. It's, oh my uh, God, yeah. what yeah. is it? It's like, it's uh, like 19 degrees, I think, and yeah. going down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> High tomorrow, by the way, is talking. I mean, not that it really matters to anybody, but it's only going to be maybe like 13. And with the wind chill, it's supposed to be like zero. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's always <laughs> probably, you probably have the best updates from being on the air. They probably yeah, come exactly. flying into you. Oh, they do. They do. Every couple of minutes. So. But it's depressing when you read that. But then again, if you live in this area, then you kind of get used to it. So it is yeah. what it is. But most importantly, tonight, we got that young lady right there. You can see her on your screen. Uh, that is AC Jones. And AC, um, describe your surroundings a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually, I'm currently in Ohio, in Northeastern Ohio. So the cold, I understand that feeling right now. It's snowing <laughs> and it's freezing mm-hmm. outside. Um, but I'm in uh, an apartment up here just hanging out and you know, waiting out uh, some of the pandemic that's been going on and um, hanging with my family. So, yeah. And Very what cool. part of Ohio did you say you were in? Um, the northeastern part of around a city called Youngstown. So it's about halfway between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Oh, okay. My daughter lives in Cincinnati. So that's why I was. Oh, awesome. Just yeah. Curious. So, yeah, Isn't that where KRP is? Wasn't WKRP in Cincinnati? Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, I had to say that. Yeah. Uh, But uh, AC Jones, it's good to see you as always. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're no stranger to the area, though, because we had you in town for a show. I want to say it was just a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was the hamburger battle that we had at the stadium. Yes. Yes, That was so much fun. And it was was so funny. I remember I was so excited, too, because um, I actually don't eat beef. And so I went to the burger battle and they had veggie burgers there. And it was so exciting. Oh. I was like, oh, how cool. <laughs> a little something for everybody. They awesome. knew you were coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we set that up ahead of time. We didn't tell you, but we set that up ahead of time. Oh, thank just, you guys. <laughs> absolutely. So wow. tell us, um, you know, tell Deb and I and everybody a little bit what's been going on with AC Jones. You got the pandemic, but uh, yeah. let's talk about you a little bit. What's been going on? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously 2020 was kind of a curveball. Nobody expected that to happen. And um, especially for some of us who are um, sort of newer to the artist scene and everything, it was a a time to really sort of readjust and rethink the way maybe we were approaching things. Um, So I know, for example, with me, the beginning of 2020, I was planning on releasing sort of a full EP, but I ended up releasing singles along the way. Um, because, you know, things didn't know when things were going to open back up, didn't know if I could get back in the studio, didn't know what was going to happen. Um, so the strategy sort of changed a little bit, um, when it came to getting music out there, when it came to doing radio tours, I remember I released my single castle to radio about a week before everything shut down and the entire radio tour that we had planned was canceled. And so, um, 
you know, we went on did live streams and tried to get the music out that way. And it was just such a blessing to have technology at our fingertips to be able to do that. And uh, I'm so thankful that people were just so receptive to that and have been so receptive to that for a full year now. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I've just been working on new music. I've been writing a lot more. I've been doing co-writes over Zoom. So that's been a great experience to really hone in on that craft and um, working on some other projects that are and aren't related to music. So I've had some time to sort of oh. hone in on those as well. That's kind of cool. And, uh, you know, we, Deb and I, we always ask uh, the artist uh, this whole writing over Zoom and everybody has a different uh, a different opinion on it. What's yeah. your opinion? Writing over Zoom. Is it hard, easy? And go ahead. Just tell yeah, us. it's it's definitely a challenge. Um, if you're, if you're used to writing in a setting where you're all together and somebody's playing a guitar and you can just kind of sing together and figure out a melody, um, you can't really do that. The delay, you know, kind of kind of hurts with that a little bit. Um, so it's a little bit more um, passing a ball back and forth instead. So rather than sort of sitting there and trying to sing it out together, it's kind of just going back and forth and really trying to plan out, you know, what are we going to do for our verses? What are we going to do for our choruses? And a lot of, I know a strategy that I have with a lot of people is we just kind of get a Google doc together where uh-huh. you can see what's being typed up and you just start throwing out lines and we'll start to highlight lines that we like lines that we don't like. We'll put them in different banks and everything. And we'll kind of work the song from there um, just to have a visual of everything in front of us. So it's a learning curve, um, but you know, it's, it, it works. It works. <laughs> so that's that's the first I think that Deb and I have heard somebody doing it that way. Oh yeah. You know, we've heard so many different things, but to, to go into Google and use uh, Google Google is it Google Talk or whatever? Um, Google Hangout. Google, Google Hangout. Hangout or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you um, in there, and then you can you know yeah I yeah. like this. Well, I don't like this. So you can highlight it. You can move it. But no, yeah, exactly. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Then, but when it comes to playing the music, though, that, that's got to be really difficult, like you say, because of the uh, delay and all that. So It is. It is. Usually someone kind of leads the musical aspect of it. So usually when I get together with a co-writer, we'll right. figure out who's more comfortable with playing the guitar, playing the piano, whatever instrument we're working with. And we'll just kind of put the melody and put some of the chord structure on them to record the demo or record the little work tape that we're doing just to get mm-hmm. a feel for it. And then if there's any issues with it, you can listen back to the work tape and maybe send another little voice memo to them saying, Hey, can you change the course in this way? And so it's a little bit more work on that end, um, but it works, you know? <laughs> well, you got no choice, right? It's yeah, gotta, exactly. You got to make it exactly. work. Well, the creativity has to come out from somewhere. So we have yeah. to, figure it out. I mean, it's like yeah. the teachers, how they had to go figure out Zoom with all their students. I mean, that oh was a gosh, nightmare. So, yeah. I mean, we I had a hard that. enough time figuring out this program. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is for all of us, all three of us right here tonight, this is all been a blessing in disguise. Right. We <laughs> go on with our podcast and be able to do what we want to do. Yeah. You as an artist, you've been able to connect with co-writers and maybe get yourself out there by doing your, I would assume your Facebook shows and things yeah. like that, that you do. Um, so it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Maybe, you know, not that the, uh, of course the pandemic's terrible. I get that, but we've learned how to do things a little bit differently. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And those strategies. And um, yeah. it is really cool because it's opened, it's opened us all up, I think, to being able to write with people who we may not have written with before. Um, because generally when you think about it, it's like, oh, well, if they're not in the proximity or if they're, they live in a different country, but you can do that. And I think that's something that really sort of stood out in, in this 
area was just, hey, we can write with people who are far away. We can do that. And uh, so it opens up the world a little bit more to everybody. So prior to this situation, did you have to head out to Nashville to do your co-writes? Um, I did. I did some co-writing in Nashville. I did do a couple of Zoom writes already beforehand, um, so that kind of helped. So once it hit, I already kind of knew what that felt like to do some Zoom writes as well. Um, but generally, you know, I was down in Nashville every month, and during the summertime, I was touring. I do play a lot of fair and festivals, so the summertime was just always jam-packed with you know three weeks out, three weeks out here, and a couple weeks out here, and that you know, definitely changed a lot when it came to meeting people in radio and, you know, sort of getting the music out there because that's another way to, to grow your fan base is going to those shows, playing and, you know, making yourself be known. And we didn't really have that anymore. Um, so definitely trying to figure out how to work social media a little bit more, jumping on the TikTok bandwagon <laughs> and trying to get creative in that sense. So it's been fun. Okay, you, are, you are on TikTok, right? Yes, I am yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. I did not get a chance. I'm going to be honest. I haven't figured. I haven't even played with TikTok yet. But I, I think yeah. Skip, you were telling me that she was on TikTok. So do you like it? I mean, I have mixed feelings yeah. from different people. I do. I think one of the things on TikTok is I always laugh and joke about it that I'm not the same person on TikTok as I am on the other social media platforms. <laughs> I think uh, uh, I think it gives people a platform to just be as weird and quirky and whatever as they want. Uh, and so you just kind of have free reign on TikTok. <laughs> I did learn something on TikTok today. Okay. And um, all right, let me ask you, do you know what that drawer is for under your oven? Um, okay. <laughs> Is that where you learned that? I caught the tail end of that story. Yeah, I did, but I didn't know where you heard it from. It was on TikTok, and uh, there's something, there's a video out there that's going viral. And apparently, I had no idea that the drawer under your oven is for once you're done baking or whatever, you put the food in there to keep it warm. Yep. <laughs> the place to put the pots and the pans and all that crazy stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> It is. And the guy wanted whoever posted it, it was going viral. And he was asking, uh, how old were you when you realized that that drawer was for, you know, keeping your food warm and not yeah. for pots and pans and what have you. So yep. did you know that? It's, I you know. I, I feel like I knew that, but I also yeah. always visualize pots and pans in it. Yeah. So I think it serves a dual purpose. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've never used my bottom broiler thing in my oven. It's just got pots and pans in there. Broiler <laughs> yeah. thing? It's just a drawer, and it's under the oven, and it must just oh. have heat in there. Oh, See, she's looking now. Yeah, I am looking. But when I grew up, we had a broiler on the bottom of our oven, so I just always thought it was a broiler. <laughs> I just never okay, used yeah. it. Yeah, I guess. I, I get it. Yeah. I guess. I'm old. Maybe. Well, I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> See with TikTok, it's those crazy things that you that you see, and you're right. It's an avenue to kind of just be different and have yeah. fun, as long as you keep it within reason. There's some stuff on there. It's like, no, if that was my kid, they wouldn't be doing that. But yeah. <laughs> but it is a fun place. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll check it out one of these days. Yeah, <laughs> she'll never check it out. <laughs> It's, it's just one good. more thing to learn. I can't keep up with what we have out here now. And then, yeah. I mean, the younger generation, you guys, you just, you know, you pick it up in a matter of minutes. 
And um, <laughs> I know so, she's not talking to me. She's talking to you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, all right. I'll leave you alone. Now. Go ahead, Skip. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I kind of lost my train of thought here when she started talking about TikTok. But uh, let's talk about the music a little bit. You had, uh, of course, some singles go to radio already. Uh, yeah. What you got coming up down the road? Um, so coming up down the road, I'm actually going to be releasing another song here in February. So I'm really excited about that. So everyone can stay tuned. I'll be making an announcement about what that song is and uh, some details along with it coming up really, really soon. Um, but I'm really excited for that. Going to be out for streaming as well as we're going to do, you know, sort of a, a little bit of a radio push with it just to get it out there. Yeah. And um, so this is, I, I recorded four different songs back in 2019, and this is the last of those four songs to be released. So I'm just, I'm really excited to share this one. It's, mm -hmm. it's really raw. It's really um, nitty gritty down to the soul. And it was written in a really unique way. Okay. And I think that's one of the things I think is really special about it because, you know, generally you go into a write and, you know, you plan out your melody, you plan out your hook, you'll sit down. And the first thing you do is like, okay, well, what do we want our hook to be? What are, what are your titles? What titles do you have in your book? And you write to a title, but for, for this one, we just kind of gathered around and we had a little discussion and we got really deep into what we were going through emotionally at the time. And I remember my co-writers on it just said, Hey, why don't you just start talking about what you're going through? Don't even try to rhyme. Don't even try to do anything. The one guy played, you know, played the guitar a little bit. And I just started speaking these raw emotions and feelings that I was having. And we kind of wrote them down and then went back and formulated them into rhyming and cohesive lyrics. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a really unique write. And so um, I'm really excited to share that one with everybody. I love hearing how you, how different yeah. artists write. It's very, very cool. Like yeah. you, they just had you start talk about your feelings and they were kind of putting it to music. And if it sounded good, great. If not, okay, let's try it different. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. You have to be comfortable too doing that around people, expressing yourself. Yeah. And not be worried about what people are going to think or feel or say or anything. So yeah. you definitely had that comfort level. And then the writers, your co writers, it's amazing that they could take that information and convert it to something. I mean, that's yeah. just amazing. And it was so cool because some, what was wild about it is that some lines, you know, we'd, we'd sort of work them down and, um, I'd end up start speaking over it and immediately like a word would come to mind and I'd be able to actually rhyme with what the previous phrase was. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the lyrics just started coming out as I was speaking and as we were working through it. And you know, what's funny about that is you're saying about being comfortable, you mm -hmm. know, this was the first time I actually met these two co-writers. Oh, <laughs> so, so it's one of those things where, you know, you go into a write and you get really close to the people you're writing with really fast. <laughs> and, um, but they just, I'm just so thankful because they created an environment where I could do that and where I could feel safe expressing my feelings. And I just think it's a really beautiful thing. And I think that's just the beauty of songwriting and being an artist and um, working with other people in, in the creative industry. How do you, a therapist. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. How do you, um, get involved with a co-writer you've never met them before you walk into a room are they sitting at a table and say hi uh <laughs> and, hey you're ac right come on in sit down let's write a song. <laughs> and how it works i mean you don't really know each other you just kind of get to go uh, 
Yeah, sometimes sometimes you do. Um, yeah. it, it, sometimes you get to know a person and you say, hey, we should write, you know, let's get together and write. And you've, maybe you've known them for a little while. Um, in this scenario, I was working with some people who were helping set me up with some writers. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, we got you set up with these two people. And I was like, okay, cool, great, you know? And uh, so I walked in and shook the hand and we sat down and, and dove right in. <laughs> Have you ever been uh, intimidated by any of the uh, songwriters? Like, oh my God, that's so-and-so and he wrote this song or that song. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, and it was so funny because I, I write a lot by myself. I, yeah. I started out writing all by myself and, um, I had just sort of dipped into co-writing and one of my first co-writes um, was with a man by the name of Michael Huffman and he's written songs for like Conway Twitty and, and I was just sitting there and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> but um, man, we had a great time. We had so much fun and um, he's just such a cool guy and he speaks in song lyrics, which is really awesome. Oh wow! And Mr. Moon was a song that uh, he was a co-writer on with me. Man, that was just a really fun experience and just another person who really lets you be yourself and lets that shine through. And, and uh, so yeah, it was me, great. Let me ask you, how do you break the ice with something like that? I mean, you, you go, oh. oh my God, that's so-and-so. Okay, I'm really scared. I'm scared to death. I'm nervous as hell. How do you break <laughs> it? Uh, how do yeah. you break the ice? Yeah, that's um, sometimes, you know, you just kind of sit down and maybe have a casual conversation, you know, maybe maybe just sit and take a few minutes to get to know each other a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, maybe tell your backstory a little bit, make some, crack some jokes, <laughs> kind of make the mood lighthearted yeah, a yeah, little bit. And, okay. um, you know, I know for me personally, a lot of times in a co-write, if I go in and I feel like, um, you know, maybe this is, this is a person I kind of haven't, haven't really met before, or maybe there's somebody who's written with a lot of people and I'm kind of new to this, you know, I'll kind of go in and, I'll be active in the right, but like the first 10 minutes, I'll almost not hang back too much, but just kind of figure out how they work. And once I kind of lock in how they, how they like to formulate the song, it helps me a little bit then to really jump in full force and say, okay, I can, I can adapt to this style of writing. Let me see how I can navigate this. Cause some people will like to throw out lines. Mm -hmm. Some people want to work on a melody first. Some people, you know, will just um, work in, an outline where it's right. where you, you start out just saying, what do we want to say in the verse? Okay. What do we want to say in verse two? And then how do we want to drive it home in the chorus? And then it's, it's just a very basic outline. And then you start to dive into the verses and, and lyrics and everything. Um, so it's different for everybody. And I always like to try and adapt a little bit to what my co-writers are doing as well. Oh, that's cool. And uh, we got some comments here. Uh, Marlene. So <laughs> <laughs> Tic Tac. Oh, oh, uh, and and Gordy, uh, Gordy's from this area. He's chiming in and says, "Years ago, that's where the broiler was." See, there you go. Okay, told you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I and uh, oh yeah, so yeah, there you go. Wow, that just that old drawer <laughs> thing. Just, but I, I'm surprised you heard it, Deb. And I know, yeah, I just wanted to ask somebody that maybe knew. So <laughs> you got your guitar there too, right? I do. <laughs> do you name your guitar? You know what? I haven't named this one. Okay. Um, but when, when I'm playing fairs and festivals, I have a blue guitar that I play. And I named it Kessie um, because Kessie is the name of the bluebird that's on an episode of Winnie the Pooh. And I loved Winnie the Pooh when I was younger. And I love bluebirds. And actually, it's funny. I've got my little, my little bluebird mug here. Oh. Um, but I love bluebirds. 
And Kessie, yeah, Kessie was the name of the bluebird. So I just figured it was appropriate for a blue guitar <laughs> to be named after a bluebird. Oh, really? I love it. So many artists name their guitars. That's why. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It's a great story, too. It's got some uh, feeling to it. And yeah. hey, um, so can you give us a little uh, AC Jones? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Love to hear it. Yeah. So I will, um, I'll play my latest single that was on the radio back in 2020 there when everything was going on. And, um, this one's called Castle, and it was actually, it was inspired by my six-year-old niece, who is now seven, yeah. and she has three different autoimmune diseases. So she has type 1 diabetes, celiac, and Hashimoto's, and, you know, she was diagnosed with type 1 when she was only nine months old, and it was just, it was a shock to everybody. It doesn't run in our family, and um, it was just a very, very scary time. She spent a week in the hospital. We didn't know how things were going to go, and, um, you know, but she's just a fighter. And every day with type one with celiac, she just, she has to, she has to fight. And um, I've just always been so inspired by her. And so I wanted to write a song that sort of touched on that, but I, I could never find the right words to say it. Wow. Um, but I, as I was thinking about her one day, she has this little battle cry where she'll, if she's facing something that she's scared of, or if she's just like really pumped up, she'll go, I'm a warrior princess. And I thought, you know what? There we go. That's something that she can relate to. She can relate to princesses and castles and, you know, and the fairy tales and the stories of how these young princesses have had to overcome different battles. And she can relate to that. And I think in a respect too, that even, even adult women can look back and think of, think of those days in fairy tales and just, you know, feel that inner feeling of slaying the dragon. Um, so this is Castle. All right. Seven years old with a hand-me-down doll But the world was her kingdom and she ruled it all Staring at models and teen magazines Picture perfection that she couldn't be But nothing could break her, no, she'd never fall Cause she knows in her heart she's the fairest of all She'll stand tall, hold the line As she built up her kingdom one stone at a time Yeah, she'll fight for her crown Cause this is her castle, you can't bring it down Twenty-nine years came and went in a day Her dreams could be close or so far away But she knows the journey is part of the dream So she marches on with the strength of the queen She'll stand tall, hold the line As she builds up her kingdom one stone at a time Yeah, she'll find for her crown Cause this is her castle You can't bring it down
she's a mother with a girl of her own. She reads her the story she loved long ago. She's building a fortress with 50 foot walls. So she won't need a wait night to save her at all. No, she won't. Just in tow, hold the line as she builds up a kingdom one stone at a time. Yeah, she'll fight for her crown. Cause this is her castle and you can't bring it down. Ladies, this is for you out there. Here we go. This is your castle they can't bring. Wow, 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 wow. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Look at that. Kelsey chiming in. This is your her castle, and you can't break it down. Those are powerful words. Thank you. And by the way, is that um is that her in the video? Um I yes. Yes. All right, I saw it. I thought so. Very yeah, that's my niece Nora in the video. And uh we filmed that video. I filmed that video with my family. Um, we all kind of got together. I was supposed to do a really big production video, um, mm -hmm. you know, bring in a camera crew. And there was actually a castle in Cleveland that we were going to use. Oh, wow. um, but when the pandemic shut everything down, I couldn't get a permit to go filming. They closed everything. Couldn't work with, with the uh, camera crew. Mm -hmm. So once again, another just means of adapting to the circumstances. We said, well, right. we got a good camera. Let's, let's do something. So uh, it was really special, though, because we filmed it back at my childhood home, there's a little playhouse in the back. And so we, we filmed it there with my niece and it just made it really personal. And uh, <laughs> 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 it, uh, yeah, so. well, that's now, real. Now she's blushing and that's one more <laughs> off. Exactly. <laughs> Hi. Um, did you film that yourselves with your own video camera or phone camera? Or yes. Um, so I have a DSLR camera. So I filmed that, filmed that on my own, and I, I got a little slider off of Amazon for the camera to go back and forth. Um, nice. It's automatic, or it has like a little remote so yeah. you can use it. And um, so yeah, we filmed that video, edited it by myself, and just put it out there and said, you know what, this is this is what we can do now, and so we're gonna do it. And uh, yeah, well, you did a great job, and you saved yourself yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> DIY everything, right? <laughs> and and she's not alone. She's not alone doing it that way. There's so many, as we mentioned, you know, everybody's finding a different way of doing things. So mm -hmm. that's the way it is. And uh, talking about that, though, how are things there? Are you beginning to open up at all? I know here in New York, they've now relaxed some of the restrictions, not as far as we'd like them to, but, you yeah. know, in my opinion anyways, but uh, things are starting to open up a little bit. Yeah, no, things are starting to open up a little bit and um, slowly things are kind of working their way back. But uh, very cool. So, yeah, just just um, hoping that things can can really open up here in the future. And, you know, I have hope for the future, looking, yeah. looking ahead and looking forward and um, just going to cross our fingers, say our prayers and, and hope that things continue to go in a positive direction. Mm -hmm. Do you have any shows uh, coming up anywhere? Any small shows? Are you playing around town there at all? Um, not playing around town here. We're already booking some shows for the summer, though. Nice. Um, so we're working on that already and uh, trying to get out there doing that. So um, working on bookings for, for that summer season right now. Very cool. I think we'll be able to have some of the smaller shows. I just don't think we're going to be able to have the big venue stadium type shows unless they yeah. break them out over several days. 
So yeah. I think there's um, quicker hope for the newer artists to get out yeah. there than there is for the more seasoned artists. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. Yeah, I think when I know with our amphitheater here in upstate New York that, uh, you know, they bring in the big artist. But if you can't put 17,000 people in there, how are you going to pay for, you yeah. know, it's cheap getting yeah. these tours. Yeah. And so it's going to be a whole new way of doing things. I mean, it, maybe the, the the newer artists like yourself might be able to get out there and do some things. But I'm saying yeah. it's going to be hard. It's going to be Absolutely. hard. But Absolutely. it's in the right direction. So hopefully things will go go in the right direction, I guess. Yeah. Or continue to Absolutely. go in the right direction. So, so you, you got to tell me a story. And you don't have to tell us if you don't want to. Okay. So when I was on uh, Facebook here a while ago, and of course I follow, you know, a lot of our artists and they follow, follow yeah. us as well. And uh, happened to see uh, Michael in one of the pictures and you guys just look so happy. And Michael is from the band Lachlan that uh, Deb and I talked to here not that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that you two were pretty much a couple. Pretty much, you know, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like, walk lightly here because sometimes people don't want to talk about it but you're both musicians you're yeah. both awesome people and oh, how did you how did you guys meet yeah so no we and we we love talking about it we do um you know for us our meeting was just such a god thing and we always say that and that's you know it, it was kind of miraculous how everything happened because we met back in february at crs we've we've known each other and known okay. we've been acquaintances as as artists for a little while um, but back in February at CRS, yep. we really got to talk to each other for the first time. And so we had a really good conversation. And at the time, you know, we were both just kind of doing our thing, you know, going around, going to CRS. And um, so we, we talked and then kind of nothing really transpired. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, about nine months later, you know, we're in the, we're in the pandemic and things are going on. Um, I happened to comment on a Facebook post of his and he messaged me and we just, you know, he just messaged me to check in and say, yeah. ask how I was doing and how things were going and how it seemed like such a long time since CRS. And, um, and so I started talking to him and we both just sort of started off on a conversation that didn't end. So, no, and it's um, so that's and pretty it's awesome. just, yeah, it was just such a God thing for the two of us. And, um, there's just so so many little things, so many details that I could just go on and on and on about, about the timing of how everything happened. Obviously meeting somebody in the middle of a pandemic, 500 yeah. miles apart from each other is yeah. kind of kind of wild. Um, but truly it's just, it, it's beautiful how, how well we understand each other and it's, some of the things that we've been through in life, just how well they complement each other. And um, we're just so thankful for each other. Right it, now. It's amazing how people meet. If it's meant to yeah. be, and it didn't happen right away. It just kind of slowly yep. worked into each other. Well, yep. wasn't the right time in February. Wasn't the right time. But right we need time. a few more months, you know. <laughs> so you're in Ohio. Is he living in Nashville? Yes. Oh. Yes. So that. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> it works. I mean, you just just have it to does, it and you know we're we're very thankful for it because mm -hmm. um, being artists and being in two separate bands that. Mm -hmm. We'll be on different tours a lot of the time, mm -hmm. you know, could be hundreds, could be thousands of miles apart for weeks mm -hmm. at a time. We've learned, you know, everything's based on communication. Exactly. And so it's just a really beautiful thing in that sense that we've really gotten to know each other through talking and through mm -hmm. through that form of communication. Okay. And uh, yeah. 
Oh, and so, now too with videos and FaceTime and, yeah. and everything, you don't even really feel like you're away from each other at times. Yeah, so, absolutely. absolutely. Sorry, Skip. No, no, we're right there with you right yeah. now. We're in your living room. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's creepy. Uh, no, but uh, you know what I mean. I'm sure Michael's watching this going, okay, that's enough. That's enough. All right. You hi, Michael. <laughs> he says hi, by the way. <laughs> he told me to tell you hi. <laughs> We love him. We love him. And of course, that was a great interview with that band, Lachlan. And he comes from a family. His dad's a big drummer. Yeah. Uh, and right in the southern tier of New York State, south of us, about an hour in Binghamton. Yeah. So just outside Binghamton. So that's pretty cool. And if you ever come to Binghamton, uh, you know, just let us know that you're in town. We'd be more, Deb and I'd be more than happy to make the trip and take you and Michael out to eat or something. So be- <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that, that that's one thing to look forward to. Um so do you have a regular band? Do you have a full band that, you know, you guys all play together or yeah. is it just you? Yeah. And um, that's part of the reason of, of being up here in Ohio too, is that my touring band is up here in Ohio. Um, and actually quite a few members of that band, most of the members of the band are actually family members of mine. Um, so my sister plays keyboard and she sings and uh, my brother-in-law plays bass and uh, there are four kids come on the road with all of us and everything. So, um, so it's definitely it's definitely a family affair, and mm-hmm. it's beautiful because I my family has always been involved in music as for as long as I can remember in one way or another. And okay. um, so, yeah, it's great to be able to share that share that with with each other. That's the way to go, though. I mean, when yeah. you're with family, you're comfortable and everybody knows everybody well yeah. enough what your likes and dislikes are and you just can communicate well and yeah, and all that other stuff that Absolutely. goes along. So how long how long have you been singing? Let's let's go back a little bit. When did you first yeah. realize that you could sing or did you pick up a guitar or when did all that go down? Yeah. So I started I started just I guess um just singing in general. Oh gosh, I was probably maybe nine or 10 years old in church, my, my pastor, we used to do Christmas and Easter plays music, sort of musicals every year. Mm -hmm. And I know for one of the Christmas services though, he needed um, a young girl to sing, where are you Christmas? And so he asked me and he said, do you want to, do you want to sing it? And I was like, well, I've never, I've never performed on a stage before. Sure. Why not though? Cause you know, Mm -hmm. you're 10 and you're excited. So why not? And um, so I started singing and, and I I found that I really enjoyed it. I really love the stage. I love performance. And very shortly after that, when I was around in fifth grade, I started taking um, classical voice lessons. So I would sing opera, I would sing in Italian, in French, German. Um, so I, I learned a lot and I, I studied classical for about 10 years with a private instructor. And that really sort of grew my base in singing so okay. that you know, even though it's not country music, it's not pop music, um, breath support, how to carry your notes, how to extend them. You know, it taught a lot of technique, which is so important. And then all through middle school, high school, I did musical theater. And middle school, high school is kind of when I started to pick up the guitar. And my dad taught me my first three chords. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started just writing little songs and everything. Um, but I really had no intent to go into music. I didn't. I just, I loved it in what I did, but I, I had no intent to go into it. And, um, I went to college for biochemistry. So wow. I went off to college, got my biochem degree. And when I was in college, 
I actually, that's when we kind of started to really play out and perform as a country band. Mm -hmm. And so I would do all my lab work during the week and on the weekends I'd go out and I'd gig. And so um, I got to kind of experience both for a little while. And I remember coming up to the end of my junior year when I was starting to have to decide, did I want to go on for my PhD, um, which was something I was considering doing. I was weighing my options and I was really falling in love with music and I was falling in love with it very quickly. And I realized that never in my life had I given myself the chance to go at it 100%. And so I, I talked to people at different universities and I said, hey, you know, if I were to like take a few years off and have to come back, like would that, would that be a bad thing? And I said, no, no, we go out, experience the world, do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And um, so I said, okay. So I, I put it on myself after I graduated college. I said, I'm gonna give myself two years to pursue music 100% and just really push for it. And at the end of that two years, I'll see where I am. And if I've made progress, then I'll give myself some more time and I'll just keep extending it. And here I am five, six years later and still going. So, and it's just been an amazing ride. Um, very quickly after that two years, you know, I was releasing my first songs to radio and um, just really diving into the scene and, and starting to put my footprint on things. And it's been an incredible experience. I've had so many people who have been so helpful to teach me the music industry along the way uh, because I knew nothing going into it. I knew nothing. Um, so I'm just so thankful for, for all of that. That's, that's a great story. That, that's pretty awesome. Had to be, you know, you're pursuing your dream. I know you spent so much for your education and do, you know, getting your degree and all that. That's, that's one thing, but now you're, you're going down that road of being a country artist and being a country star. And I know that's your dream to be on that big stage and, oh, wow. yeah. you know, mm -hmm. if you don't, you don't at least give it a shot, yeah. you ready. You got to at least try it. I think you, exactly. you, have, to, you have to reach for it. You got to go exactly. for it. Give it all you got. Give yeah. it all. I never wanted to ask why or, or if I never wanted to ask if, you know, no, no, no. You know what if do that. But, uh, so, yeah. You don't want to do that. Not and you're all. so young. You have so much time to play with your time, which is nice. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, people pursue dreams at different ages. And when you pursue a dream later in life, you feel like that window is shortened. And if you wanted to give this a full 10 years and then decide, yeah. I want to pursue another career, you still are in a great shape and time in your life to do that. So, yeah. but I don't think you'll be using that biochem degree anytime <laughs> <laughs> It looks pretty on my wall. That's, yeah. That's what it's doing right now. So. Hey, it's always good to have a backup plan, they say. And but. that, you know, my, my motto was always like, follow your heart, but use your head. And yeah. so to me, it was very important to me that I go and get a college education. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted that. And, and so to me, I was like, here's, here's my plan. Here's my, I, I like to have multiple plans. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm that kind of person. And, um, but to me, you know, that was just really important to me to have that. So, so I have, I have two questions based on your, your, um, more, little more. Per so who in your family has the blue eyes? Cause you have beautiful eyes. Oh, thank you so much. Um, let's see, my dad has blue eyes and then my mom, she actually has, she has one blue eye and then her other eye is green and brown. What? Um, really? So yeah. <laughs> That's like, really cool. uh, that's so rare. I've heard of it. It is. Yeah. So rare. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Well, See, I always feel I have light eyes in the family. Yeah. Well, they're gorgeous. So. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. They'll be helpful in the future, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but um, can you tell us how it's AC Jones? Yes. So what does the AC stand for? Or is that your real initials or did you just like the sound of AC? Yeah, absolutely. So AC, they, those are my initials. Um, it stands for Amanda Cosette. So, um, and Cosette is the name of one of the characters in the musical in the book Les Mis. So um, there's kind of like a little musical theater reference in there. Um, so yeah, Amanda Cosette, that's what that stands Very for. Very pretty. Very pretty. Thank you so much. <laughs> Okay, got my information. Yeah, you can get your music. Go ahead, Skip. I don't know. I'd like to hear another song before we call it a night. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, it, it's really cool. I don't. We got to name that guitar too. Is the guitar at least a boy or a girl? You know what? That's a good. I'm gonna say because Kessie's a girl. I'm gonna say that here. Here's here's what it looks like. I'm gonna okay. say that this one's a boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I and agree. why would it's a boy? Why do I think it's a boy? I don't know. Oh, well, the other one's blue, though, right? True. What but it's, like, it? all shiny. It's, like, real shiny and kind of, right. like, okay. yeah. Right. <laughs> kind of pretty. This kind of looks like this is A little very, more manly. Yeah, yeah. It's very, like, very <laughs> cedar and lumberjack. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and what's the make? Is that a tailor? What is it? Yes, it is. It's a, it is a Taylor GS Mini. Yeah. It's nice because it's tiny and my arms yeah. aren't that big. So, <laughs> so yeah. when I play like we have a, a Gibson that goes in the trailer with us and like my arms always up here when I try to play that. So this fits a little bit better. <laughs> and now, before you play again, you're in a, an apartment, you said. And do you yeah. have neighbors above you, below you, next to you? It's it's like it's a it's actually a garage that was converted into an apartment. Okay, all right. So it's kind of so it's separate. So I'm not bothering any neighbors. We're good. <laughs> if you were my neighbor, I think it'd be pretty cool. Get like free entertainment every time somebody exactly. <laughs> all right. What can we do? What can we hear? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm gonna play a song for you here. Um, this one is from an EP that I released back in 2019 called Campfire Sessions. And okay. so when we were on the road back in 2019. I thought it would be really fun to go to a campground because we were staying a lot of campgrounds that time. And I said, you know, it'd be really fun if we could record an EP around the campfire and make it a live EP. And so I asked my road manager and the audio engineer who was with us, I said, can we make that happen? And they said, we can absolutely make that happen. So I was like, cool. Um, so we recorded four songs around that campfire in Waterloo, Iowa at a KOA. And, um, we just had a great time with it on the recording. You can hear crickets and there are a ton of geese that you can hear in the background and the fire popping. So it's just really authentic and kind of that raw and real feeling, which I always love. So <laughs> cool. Yeah. So this is called over you and uh, it's subtitled as the yellow sundress song. Took all your pictures down, cleared out that whole damn house. Didn't need you hanging around watching me. Picked your clothes up off the floor, left your boxes on the porch. I went ahead and locked the door, then threw away the key. Oh, cause now I'm finally free. I wore that yellow sundress you didn't want me to wear. I sold my 89 Corolla and I cut my hair. 
I did every single thing you didn't want me to do. So I guess it's safe to say I'm getting only you. Well, boy, it's such a shame. Four years gone down the drain. But I had to shake your chain and make it on my own. Cause every time you made me cry from believing all your lies, well, it pushed me to goodbye and better off alone. But I thought you'd like to know I wore that yellow sundress you didn't want me to wear. I sold my 89 Corolla and I could my hair. I did every single thing you didn't want me to do. So I guess it's safe to say I'm getting only you. Yeah. And I'm done trying to be the girl you wanted me to be. And I don't need your love no more because I'm finally loving me. So I'll wear that yellow sundress you didn't want me to wear. I'll drive down the highway with the wind in my hair. I'll do everything I want cause I got nothing left to prove Oh baby, life is so much better when I'm over you I wore that yellow sundress you didn't want me to wear I sold my 89 Corolla and I cut my hair I did every single thing you didn't want me to do So I guess it's safe to say I'm getting both of you Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate it. Do you have an 89 Corolla? I don't have an 89 Corolla. Well, I don't know. I didn't say, wait a minute. Crickets? What's that noise? Is that you, Deb? Yeah, my phone <laughs> fell. No. Oh, no. The phone fell. Well, it's okay. Oh, that's the applause. I didn't oh, want that. I love it. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm looking for the crickets to go because you said there was. Well, yeah, no, yeah. That's not no. Ah. There you go. Yeah, perfect. Sets the scene really well. <laughs> and then someday it'll be, ladies and gentlemen, AC Jones. Oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> exactly. You know what? It's it's so cool having you on tonight, and of course catching up. And we haven't seen each other for a couple of years now. Yeah. And, you know, I think you planned on coming around with another radio tour, but then uh, everything that happened kind of put a stop to that. But uh, you know, we're glad you're safe. We're glad you're healthy. Hopefully, you've had no issues at all, or you've been doing well. I hope. Yeah, I've been and, doing well. I've been doing well. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Absolutely. Excellent. You know, it's you guys, and it's great to see you again. Uh, like you said, it's been so long. I was looking back at those photos, and I went, "Oh my gosh, it's already been two years going on three this fall." Wow! Um, so wow. <laughs> time and as you get older, time goes by a lot faster. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, already starting to feel that. It's like, ooh, sinking uh, <laughs> up. And you realize that bottom drawers for warming food and not your pots and pans, but. Um, <laughs> I was just, is it me or yes, as we get older, time does go by faster, but it yeah. seems like when this whole pandemic set in and we've all been stuck at home or doing things a lot different, it seems like time has been going even faster. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it seems like the week flies by Yeah, I just more so than ever before. And before we were busy doing other things, concerts and events and everything, but, yeah. uh, 
now it's like there's nothing going on and it seems like it's flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember like looking back when New Year's came around, like there, there was something weird about how throughout the year, each day felt like it kind of went slow. But then when we got to the end of the year, I looked back and I went, oh my gosh, wait, it's already, like, the year's already gone. It's done. And uh-huh. so that was kind of a, a weird thing to feel out how it's already going to be almost a year now since, um, since last CRS and, and seeing right. all of you again. And it's just, no. it's wild. I know what we're, we're very right. Yeah. We're bummed. Yeah. And I are like heartbroken that uh, <laughs> we won't be able to see all our friends at CRS. I know. It's like my favorite event. One of my favorite events. And, it is. Uh, three days, three, four days, whatever you want to make it. But it's it's great to catch up. It's great to network. It's yeah. great to see the, the artists, the new artists, the well-established artists. It's just great to, you know, just to make connections and just to, you know, to see, to see people and talk mm-hmm. to people. Or it's going to be one big party next year. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Gosh, it'll oh, yeah. be crazy. It'll be crazy. And I kind of wonder if CRS was in February. Remember all those, you know, a lot of people got sick, you know, and then right, yeah. right after CRS. I mean, I was fine. I think Deb was fine. But um, a lot of people did get, we yeah. had heard they were like flu like sickness. Hmm. So we yeah. didn't really pay attention to anything then back in February. So, yeah. Do you, do you uh, like any sports at all? Who me? Do I like sports? I, I, I enjoy playing different sports for fun. Okay. Um, but I, I, I am not invested in specific teams. Like, but I'll watch okay. sports. But I, but I don't have like a, a a diehard fan of a team or anything like that per se. So right. yeah. Yeah, like football with the Super Bowl coming up or the big games coming up a couple yeah. weeks. Big so. game, big game coming. The big game. We can't say Super Bowl because it's. I don't know. We can't. You know, in radio, we can't do that. Why? Oh, because it's copyrighted. You, Somebody put a copyright on, on Super Bowl. Really? Right. Yeah. So that's why everywhere, most, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, we call it the big game. Huh. The big game. Never oh, knew that. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well it's, uh, it, yeah. So when we do contest or we do a promotion, I mean, we can't say Super Bowl. Oh, wow. I think we can get away with going, hey, you know, the Super Bowl is coming up this weekend, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. if we were doing an event or putting the word Super Bowl in a commercial or something like that, we wouldn't be able to do that. Oh, so, wow. Huh? I didn't know that. I le- learned something new every day, right? <laughs> really? Me too. Me too. Just but like that the is drawer and pots and pants. You learn things on TikTok. I will say that. <laughs> And that's exactly where that came from. Deb, you got some questions there, right? For oh, yeah. I have some fun questions. Before we say goodbye. Yeah. So and oh wait a minute, one second. Did yeah. you what did you do for Christmas? Were you were you with Michael at that time? Did you guys spend it together? Or did uh... um <laughs> so we were we were dating, but we weren't in the same vicinity. We spent it with our families. Okay. Um, so we we did Christmas over Zoom. <laughs> so uh, yeah. 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 Oh wow! Um, Hopefully, have you seen each other since? I hope we have. We have. Okay. Just yes. check. Otherwise, I'm going to say, Michael, I know yeah. you're watching. You better get in the car and get yeah. over to Ohio. What? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's watching. I see his comments there. I know. See him. How many miles? How many miles between? How many miles between us? Yeah. Um. Okay. So I. I, I laughed because I found out that it was around 550. So mm-hmm. now, like whenever I talk about it, I always sing the Proclaimers 500 miles. You know what I 
(laughs) (laughs) I love it. You know, four 500 miles is nothing. Yeah, no, no. And what you do for love is just amazing. So I'm just saying 500 miles is nothing. All right, Devin. (laughs) It's me being weird. That's okay. Um, Let's see. What was I going to do? So what one item would you put in a time capsule that you would, that to be opened in the year 3000? And you can't say an oven with a bottom drawer. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, that's a really good question. Oh, um. Okay. Can you imagine like what is going to be the, in this? I think about that, like the way we have yeah. technology and cell phones and these little gadgets and gadgets, what could they possibly yeah. have in the year, a thousand mm-hmm. years from now? Exactly. Oh, that's a tough I one. Mean, I guess, I guess the first, the first thought that comes to mind is something like a cell phone, just because mm-hmm. I feel like of all things that might be something that changes the most. I think in that amount of time. Um, gosh, I don't know. They're gonna VHS tape, maybe. maybe a VHS tape. No one will know what those are. Then. Oh, no one will know. <laughs> well, they are now. I know. <laughs> tapes, things like that. That things yeah. come across Facebook, like the old telephone uh, with the cord yeah. on it. You know, I grew up with them. Oh, with a rotary dial. The rotary, rotary dial. dial. <laughs> Just blows my mind. So. Yeah. Um, let's see. What was one of my other ones here? Um, there's no place like blank. <laughs> so the so initially home came. To uh, I knew it. I knew it. I like, just finished the phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess there, if I like really think about it, I just think there's no place like um, there's there's no place like being on the stage. You know, out in the middle of nowhere, somewhere. You know, right uh, the fair festival. Just no place like it. Yeah, no, like definitely, definitely. I wouldn't have, I, you know, and here we are talking to an artist and I didn't even think of that as an answer. So good one. Oh, that's a great answer. Um, <laughs> let's see. What would be the worst question to ask someone on a first date? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't know, maybe you had an embarrassing question that you asked at some point. I don't know, but. A worst question on a first date. Like, I, I don't even know, like, what people <laughs> okay. talk about anymore on, on, a, on a date because the oh, generations are so different. This so. Is, it's really hard. That's really hard because I, I'm i just a naturally nervous person. So any question that I get asked is probably going to be scary to me. Because <laughs> um, I, I overthink everything. Oh, that's so um, funny. So even a question as simple as like, what's your favorite color? It's like, well, wait. What do you mean? Like my favorite color in terms of aesthetics, my favorite color in terms of the clothes I like to wear, my favorite color in terms of Oh, that's um, funny. So gosh, I don't know. That's a that's a hard one. Yeah, it's something to think really about in the future. Actually, so you did great on the interviews questions today because you didn't overthink any of your answers. So yeah, right. you know, see, this is like, yeah, I'm I'm good with this. I I've yeah. <laughs> All right, one more. Um I break for blank. <laughs> Animals. Oh, that's okay. Me too. <laughs> a, a, you know, a squirrel in the road. I have to slow yeah. down. Yeah, they're so cute. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> little yeah. get, little get to know you questions. Little some fun yeah. questions. A little bit there. Yeah. yeah. Who said, um, "Who said I love you first? Oh wow. <laughs> um, technic- technically, te- technically, him. 
technically. Technically, yeah. Explain. Well, we're, we're both kind of kind of saying it without saying it, you know. So. And you're just waiting for somebody to start saying it first, and then it just exactly exactly. exactly. <laughs> my guys... my cheeks hurt from smiling so much from talking to you. So. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear that. That's I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, personable. So. AC, you're awesome. You mm -hmm. are. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate you having me on the podcast tonight. Wow. It's great to catch up with you. It's been so long. My God, I'm so glad you said yes when I asked you. Oh, uh, glad you asked. It's just, yeah, and put the word out there. I mean, if you, you know, Michael, if mm -hmm. any of you guys want to come on and, uh, you know, anytime we're available. And um, it's just so great to catch up to find out what's going on. Um, all the artists have been going through a tough time with this pandemic and to find out, you know, how you're making it work. And everybody's got something a little bit different, uh, making it unique, doing it in their own unique way. And, uh, you know, the best thing we can do. And, and the other reason is, we do this to get you out there a little bit. We have quite the following and between the radio and the country music fan club, it's, it's great to get artists like you out there. And if you do make a trip to Binghamton to see Peter or, you know, Michael's coming up. <laughs> to yeah. Really let us know because we'd let bring your guitar with you. If we're not uh, in a lockdown, we'd love to put you in front of some fans or and maybe some new fans and, Thank you. And make it work for you like we've done before. If somebody wanted to get a hold of your music, you have a website. How can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they can go to acjonesmusic.com. And one of the things that we're really pushing for right now before the new single drops is um, building up the followers on Spotify. So if anyone out there has Spotify, they can go over and find the AC Jones profile. If you give me a follow on Spotify, I'd so much appreciate that. Um, that helps with all of those playlists and it helps me too um, when it comes to figuring out the demographic of places that I should play at fairs and festivals and where in the country to, to tour when touring season opens back up. Um, so all of that is so helpful and I'd appreciate a follow there um, if you can. And then on all social media at AC Jones Music. There you go. And of course, everybody that's watching this, make sure you subscribe to Skip Happens. We're also on YouTube. I know you're watching this live on Facebook right now, but it'll all be uploaded to YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Deb, you want to talk about your music fan club, country yeah. music fan club? Just a quick little. Yeah, go ahead and uh, like and follow us on Facebook at Official CMFC and follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Eventually, we'll be on YouTube. Just starting that, but we'll we're, we got skipped happens on YouTube right now. So, yeah. and everything goes there. But uh, AC Jones, uh, hold on the line when we say goodbye tonight. Uh, just kind of sit there for a minute, and uh, we'll talk for a moment with the microphones off. And uh, we do want to thank you officially, though, for joining us here on Skip Happens. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. I really appreciate it. Thank I love you. you. Yeah.